I remember my first couple years in seminary, I was really blessed to have a wonderful spiritual director. And as part of the formation of seminarians preparing for the priesthood to meet with a spiritual director once a month. And my spiritual director was an older elderly man who had been a priest for many years. And he was truly a gift from God because he was able to reflect the love of God the Father to me. In fact, he told me right at the beginning of our direction during our first appointment, he said, I would never accept a directee unless I knew that I could love them. And that really guided his direction for those next few years um, in our time together. My second year of seminary, I remember in prayer, as I would continue to pray and kind of uh, grow in formation, what was revealed to me and what would come up from my heart was that I was really struggling. I was struggling with a deep sense of shame. And this shame was kind of the fruit of years of sin and choices that were not good, perhaps in high school and college and even some in seminary. And this shame was really becoming a barrier between me and the Lord. And I was also embarrassed even to be struggling with shame because I, I really prided myself on having a strong faith and and I hated that I even had this shame within me, but I felt powerless. I didn't know what to do with it. And it was becoming very discouraging, and, and it started to affect all aspects of my life. And my spiritual director was very patient with me. His tone, his facial expressions, the words that he would use, he would always bring me back to the love of the Father. He would always bring me back to encountering the person of Jesus Christ. But in the way in which he did it, very patiently, very gently, not forcing anything too quick, was so healing for my heart. And in those years of seminary, particularly in those sessions of spiritual direction, I experienced so much healing. And that healing has become a source of mercy in my own priesthood as I serve and love others. We feel loved when someone is totally present to us. We feel most loved when the person before us is attentive to us. Think about it. I'll, um, think about the last time you had a conversation maybe with... Um, a friend or your child, and they were texting while you were talking to them. And they're like, uh-huh, yeah, I hear you. Yeah, keep talking. Oh, that's no big, no big deal. I can multitask. How loved did you feel in that moment? Perhaps you felt frustrated. Perhaps that person on the receiving end eventually revealed their true colors and a little while later asked a question that basically reveals that they weren't listening to you whenever they were multitasking. I have to admit, I, I myself made that mistake a few times. But whenever you're in the presence of someone who's totally attentive to you, who, who looks you into the eyes and, and is actively listening to you, 
who's, who has the humility to not try to solve all your problems and answer all your questions, but instead to be patient and to love you right where you are, that's an experience that changes you. That's an experience that heals you because that is a reflection of God the Father's love for you. Today's Father's Day. Just a shout out to all the fathers in the room. There is no better gift that you can give to your child than your presence. It's one thing to be physically present, to be able to show up for the baseball games or to have dinner or um, just to be present at big moments in your child's life. But an even more heroic step is to be emotionally present to your children, to be attentive, to listen, and to love them, especially in their weaknesses, sins, and failures. Because it's there that you as the father have an opportunity to reveal the father's love, God, our heavenly father's love for them. And the time where they really believe it and when they really need it is whenever you're able to provide that for them at a moment of darkness. What an extraordinary gift. Perhaps you've been able to provide that for your children. Perhaps you've been able to receive that from your own father. Or if not your own father, maybe at least a spiritual father. Or a role model or a mentor or a masculine figure in your life. That is so healing for the human heart to receive that love as a reflection of God the Father's love for us. A love that is patient and gentle. A love that is unconditional. A love that is healing. A love that changes us. We feel loved when the other is present to us. And the good news today is that Regardless of what your experience has been, on the receiving end or even on the giving end, regardless of what that is, we know with great faith that God is love. We spoke about this last weekend, Holy Trinity Sunday. We said that God is an eternal exchange of divine love, Father, Son, and Spirit. Eternally, always was, He is now, and always will be eternally giving themselves to each other. Father, Son, and Spirit. And this love, this divine, unconditional love is outpouring to us through Jesus Christ, by the Holy Spirit, directly, individually, and uniquely into each of our hearts. And we have this beautiful opportunity to receive that divine love of God at any moment in our life. God is love. And even better, even better is to say that God reveals this love through his presence. And there's nothing that can compete with presence whenever we talk about love. Words go a long way. Words are awesome Actions, acts of service, those are awesome too, but there's nothing that compares with presence. And God chooses to be present to us. He revealed His presence by becoming man, Jesus Christ. But then, towards the end of Jesus' life, and as He's crucified, he, He dies, He rises, and as He ascends into heaven, you can imagine His disciples how they just longed for Jesus to remain with them. 
because they had that great gift in human history of his flesh and blood to be with him, his real presence. How they longed that Jesus would remain. And God, in his great love, outpouring for us, chooses to remain present. He sends his Holy Spirit to come deep within our hearts, closer than our own skin, so that love may ignite within us. But even further, because God's love is so infinite and he cannot be outdone in generosity, he chooses to be present physically and tangibly in the Eucharist. And that's what we celebrate today. What is the Eucharist? The Eucharist is God Himself. It looks like bread. It looks like wine. But it's God. The Eucharist is love outpoured, tangibly present to us. It's not only physically present, it's emotionally present. Attentive to the desires in your own heart. It's spiritually present. Making present God's kenotic love into our hearts. And so I want to, I want you to consider right now, you know, we are in the presence of the Eucharist. There is a tabernacle in this church. Do you feel loved by God? How loved do you feel? Because the truth is that God loves you right now in this moment. Infinitely and totally. And the good news is that there's so much more. There's always more. Whether you feel so loved and enamored by the Lord, or maybe you you feel just distant and dark and, and not loved at all, maybe unworthy and shameful. No matter where you fall on that spectrum, the good news is that there's always so much more. God's love outpours. It doesn't stop. It's eternal. It's in, it's infinite. And it's contained mysteriously in that host present in this room. The Eucharist is love. And there's so much love to be given to us. If you feel like your love tank is low, ponder the love that is in that host. Pope John Paul II once famously said that, you know, it's really not enough to just receive The Eucharist, kind of an odd thing for a Pope to say. It's Jesus in the Eucharist. I mean, what more could there be to do, to receive? But he said, you know, it's really not enough. In addition to receiving the Eucharist, we must contemplate it. We must ponder the love that is contained in that host. And as we contemplate the, the love within it, love ignites within us to be outpoured and shared with the world. It's not our own love. We cannot give what we do not have. We receive divine love, and it pours out for others. Maybe you find it difficult to love these days. Maybe there's a person in particular you're struggling to love, or a few people, or maybe a lot of people. Ponder the love in the Eucharist. I invite you as we continue this Mass to ponder the love that is in this room. It's love that heals us. It's love that sets us free. 
It's love that changes us. It's love that gives us the courage to take a risk for the Lord. It's love that gives us the confidence to turn away from sin and to live a life of freedom and joy. It's love that brings people together in the name of Jesus, living a life of peace and communion. You are loved. And if there's any barrier between you and the Lord, if there's anything stopping you from receiving that love totally and completely, God is ready to shatter that barrier today. I invite you to open up your hearts to ponder that love. There is nothing more powerful than the love of God contained in the Eucharist. And as we prepare to receive him today, we ponder that love so that we may be changed deep within. Amen.